yo, 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 ha ha, yeah. You have now entered in Squared Circle 101. You got your man, Sonny Ill, the Thai Italian Stallion. Now my brother right here, he has a three-step program for sex addiction. Step out his car, step out those clothes, and step into his office. My man Shooter. He's like the ball Bill Yoshi. I just used two on one. I should have saved that for next week. How you doing, man? Man, you know what? I like that one, man. I like that. That's I like that. <laughs> that was a good one. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. The sweet science. Let's get started. The champ is here. Now, we had a big fight weekend. Big one. I know you got something for me. How you feeling today? I feel great, man. I feel great. This fight weekend, it was probably in, you know, I got amnesia sometimes, so I could be, I could be exaggerating. This is the best fight weekend of this year. Just between not just the fight, the fighters on the cards, but then also the magnitude of the fights and all the action and all the fights. It was a great weekend for anybody who was a fan. Even if you weren't a fan, which I'll get into later, you still had a good time. But yeah, um, Getting towards the end of the year, um, we got a couple weeks left. I thought about saving this, but I thought no better time than now. Uh, pretty simple, as always. Fortune favors the bold. Cool. You got to step out. You got to take some chances, man. You, if you sit there and you play it safe, you're sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah so right. like, especially going into 2017, uh, that's one. The, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one thing I want to take with me. Fature, fortune favors the bold. So that's message message yeah that's so. a good one man i like Thank that you. made me feel good if you want to feel better go to imrcf.com and that's who brought this joy to us today because we want to get good and feel better so you can feel better in life if you're here in western washington on the west coast in seattle you know you can go to renton location they got a bellevue location they have a tacoma location if you go in and say Squared Circle 101, you heard it from on the Boxing Podcast, you heard it from Shooting Sunny Ale, two weeks free workout, free workout, that's IAMRCF.com, choose your location if you're here in Western Washington, even if you're visiting for two weeks, milk it, get, get the two weeks free, because then I know, they know, you're listening, you know what I'm saying, if you think you're the best, then test yourself, if you want to feel better, be better, with the best in Western Washington, King 5, and Evening Magazine, IAMRCF.com. Com. Don't forget to hit us up, facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101. Got that squared circle lap. Got some new KTFOs in there. Some KTFOs. We have a guy that we mentioned last week in there two weeks in a row. But we'll, we'll get to the reason why in a second here. That's squared circle 101. You know where we're at. Make sure you subscribe to us. I posted it online. I need 100 followers in, everywhere because we want that I heart money because we love money. And that's the goal here in life. To get more money, more problems, whether or not, eh, it's fine. I, I, I'm willing to get most of those. I don't know about you. I'm willing to take it. Man, anyway, let's get into this, man. I, I, I've i been, whenever a fight weekend, whenever now, a fight weekend happens, I was talking. Are you about so, to interrupt me? I think well, you're about to interrupt me because I'm talking. After so a fight you're saying weekend that like weekend this, we spent with the Kell Brook and everything was not as good as this one? Yes. 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 I, I, I say yes because that one had one great fight. And uh, some good local fights. This one is just a nice stacked weekend. There was so many good fights. They couldn't even put them all on TV. And I was really sickening. And so that's I feel, from so here I, in the UK. Hey, I feel bad for a lot of people who weren't able to witness these fights. But check this out, though. 
we got about half of them up in our recent bout section. Okay. So if anybody, so if anybody's missing them, we got the, some of the ones that weren't even showed on TV. Um, we got the Chavez Jr., which we're going to get into. The Chisora was on. Uh, we got on there. The Ortiz David Allen fight is on there. Sergey Lipinitz. Uh, Sergey, Sergey, yeah, Sergey Lipinitz is on there. Um, we we got a whole bunch, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna step into this right now because uh, with Chavez Jr., we're gonna start off there with super middleweight bout versus Dominic Brittich. Brittich. So Brittich. Now they found a great opponent. No, um, they did not. They found they found a, a they, good. They found a good opponent. So we're not we're a, a decent opponent for. When I said that, I meant someone to make him look good. They did that. They did that perfectly. Yeah, the so, good kind of like just. Body design, even. I looked and style. at I looked at uh, Dominic Brittich's record. Mm-hmm. He's thirty two and two, with only a net eleven knockouts. So we're, we're not even going to get it. We, if you heard us before, you know this that guy has no power. In any time mm-hmm. you see that ratio, but I looked at his resume. Tomato cans, tomato cans. He didn't fight nobody of stature. So they found somebody. Hey, 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 hey. So matter of fact, I think I had a, a trilogy with this guy. So no, it's fight nights yeah, it was a, online. no. But um, they found they found somebody with a padded record uh, to fight Chavez Jr. So Chavez looked great as he should have in this fight. Uh, he showed a lot of patience. And then when I started watching the fight, you know what? Well, you know what I felt? I felt upset. And disappointed because not because Chavez was doing anything wrong, it's because he was doing everything right, and he showed so much promise. It's so disappointing and disheartening when Zero I see somebody. amateur background. His father wanted him to have no part in boxing, and he didn't have a desire for it until he turned eighteen. I guess he's tired of all the money and punani. You know what? You know what? Watching this fight, Chavez Junior. is like this is maybe more mad. It's like being a parent. Of a smart kid who keeps bringing home failing grades. It's just like, I know you're smart. I know you can do the work, but you're just choosing not to do it. That's the same with his discipline. He, he has everything to be one of the best in the sport. But after watching this fight with, with Chavez versus British, I need to see a string of dominant wins before he's, he can fight somebody of some name. I need to see that consistency with this guy. I need to see him fight three more guys where he's dominant to where if anybody was if he was to call out anybody because i don't like this you win this and you call call somebody out's name no you haven't earned that you haven't earned that even though you only have two losses you haven't earned the right to fight anybody of any value or stature so uh but congratulations on the win you 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 still won you won the fight that you were supposed to so good job one thing that i'm kind of Stuck out to me with this one because Chavez Jr. I, I can't stand this cat, but I was—he didn't look huge. He didn't look like that big 180 pounder. And I was looking up. He, he weighed in on the scales at 167.9 of a contractual 169 pounds. I, I couldn't find what he weighed in at the day of the fight, but he didn't look like super big. And I—I got to find out what Dominic British weighed in at walk the day of because I want to know. About that, because just because they, they they're, they're trying to, he's trying to get his name in there with Canelo, you know. Because we look, bro, you don't have to fight your name. You can walk around with your name in Mexico for years. You don't have to fight. If it's got natural talent, if you're gonna do it, use it. All right. But he he looked like he was even at the weigh-in photo. He looked skinny. I don't know. He needs to get anything under 168 out of his head. From there, just 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 focus on. Either what you want to do. That's it. I can't stand Shock Street. I'm still upset about that Shock Street shit. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Excuse my French. I apologize. Yeah, man. Calm it down, man. See, we're we're, for, we're like Wu-Tang. We're for the kids, man. You can't be doing all that, man. We might have you know, to skip then. that fourth one because I'm a little wild up with that one. Yeah, okay. Nah, but so, enough about this guy. Let's go to Derek Chisora because hey, I, so I, I like Chisora. I didn't get got, a chance to see the whole fight myself. Hey, we got Derek uh, Del Boy Chisora versus Dylan, but the body snatcher White. How you like that name, the body snatcher? It's already been used. Mike McCallum. Oh, okay. Well, that's not what I asked you. Uh, I, I asked you how you like. You think it's I great. I love that name. <laughs> I think it's yeah. It's a great name. Now, right. I wish, but I'm, we're gonna have to talk. I to constantly, about I constantly one. get into arguments with a lot of people, especially when I ask them if they watch or they keep up with boxing, just for the simple fact that they're like, no, it's not what it used to be. It's not. A, no, the promotion is not what it used to be. There's so many avenues to get different promotions. Yeah, the promotion is not there, but there are still a lot of great fighters, and especially when they talk about heavyweights, nine times out of ten, people can only name you about four or five heavyweights right now to a casual fan. Um, Look, you know, a non-casual fan will ask you. Is that Triple G Canelo or the Canelo Triple whatever yeah, fight happening? Like that. They know nothing about boxing right now. It's like name one opponent that's pay per view worthy for Conor McGregor right now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I follow I mean, the MMA. Yeah, I follow it pretty well, and there's no names that's a pay per view worthy. That's for sure. But anyway, I say that to get into this, man. We had a WBC eliminator for. Uh, Deontay Wilder, who is the current champ, the money man right there, who you saw him earlier this year, Lino looking, champ. looking, looking fantastic, looking fantastic. So, um, this was a great fight. This is a possible fight of the year candidate. If you don't believe me, it's on the app and look it up. It is twelve the straight six rounds. rounds. I saw it was in it the was, phone booth. Look, it, it, the whole all twelve rounds were in the phone booth. It oh. got to the, like the, it was one of those instances where the hype was. The fight was better than the hype, and you do not get that. Yeah, man. because Tesora's pre-fights are pretty hyped. Yeah. If, if you've been on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101, you would have saw Tesora lift that table one-handed and fling it across the room and almost hit the dude. It was a grind-out fight, and you know what? One of my favorite, the way that I love fights, I like fights where I put down the notepad. You know, you see this, I got a whole bunch of notes, but it was just basically what I saw. I put down the notepad, I stopped judging the fight, and I just started watching. I became a fan. I love when that happens, when you get involved in the fight, and it's too close. I don't want my emotions to get the best of me, so I don't even judge it. I just let them, I just let the chips fall where they may. Beautiful fight, man. Nobody controlled one whole round. I there love was, it. I think it was around, I think it, I could be lying. I think it was round nine or something like that where Chisora took the round off because he had punched himself out. They both punched themselves out, mm. but he took the round off, which you could give to uh, Dylan White. But besides that, there was no one person that, that dominated the whole right. I watched a whole round, which was round five. If you look at round five, Chisora was killing Dylan White. Then he punched himself out and Dylan White took the rest of the round, so it ended up being a 50-50 round. Derek Chisora is, is kind of like like an American version of Zab Judah. And I love Zab Judah because this, they don't duck nobody. He at fights all. everybody when the fight is going to happen, and he hypes it up before the fight starts, and he brings entertainment every time. Derek Chisora has a crazy resume with Tyson Fury. He got Tyson David Fury twice. Hay. David Hay, Ma Malik Scott, and you know who Malik Scott? He yeah. just fought Louis Ortiz uh, just ran. a couple weeks ago. He, he was in the he ring. Was in he the was ring. in the ring. He was there. It's just like when you say, yeah. "Are you at work?" I'm at work, I'm but at I'm work. not. But yeah, I'm not I'm working. Not, you know, so yeah, he I'm was in work. the ring, but he wasn't fighting. But anyway, but it, great. It was one of those inexplainable ones. Yeah, I forgot he, about that one. 
It was a beautiful fight to watch, man. You got two big dudes. Now, even though they weren't chiseled, they were still in good enough shape. And you know what? They were WWF. They were, you know, but you know what? I really appreciate these fighters for, for them to be able to keep up 36 minutes that of was that high-profile boxing. That was boxing. not a slow-paced heavyweight fight. And not the only slow-paced heavyweight fight of the weekend. And that's insane to say. And what's crazy about it is, too, is you think about it like, when you think of Think about a diesel truck and how mm-hmm. much effort it takes to keep that thing moving mm-hmm. and how how much of a grind that is. Man, that's what these dudes are. So to be able to keep up that kind of momentum and that kind of punching and the, the power that they had, the hooks, the uppercuts. Are you describing what women say about you? That's neither here nor there. Okay. We're, we're that, oh, yeah, you know, I, why, you just going you know, we put this out, man, and yeah, everybody hears it. Is that is that what you you just uh, trying to paint a bad picture of me? Yeah, I'm... Is that, I don't know. Is that is? is that is that is where you're explaining things bad means good? <laughs> now I feel you on that. And one of the things I best see about what you said is something that we were talking about earlier. You know, when sometimes your mind wanders into thoughts, like how you just become a fan and you stop taking notes and watching it. It's like some of the best songs you hear are the ones that you forget you're listening to halfway through. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why I got to listen to an album like five, six times. They're like, oh, I just now found this. I love that because like watching some of the fights this weekend, I was trying to take notes and then all of a sudden I realized it's round four and I'm like, God, I didn't write nothing down for the last three rounds. After round six, everybody was watching. After round six, it was 100, it was 1000% will. Like, it was, there was like, there's nothing else. You can keep fighting the same way, but it's just who's going to quit and give up. You know, this is America. We don't do ties in here, but at the end of it, if it did, did it in a draw, it was one of those fights that I didn't want to see nobody lose. I was just like, now, these guys. When the judges both, are at their these, side of the ring looking at the other side, at the other guy like, I don't know, got his shoulders up like, I don't know, man. So it ended up, yeah, it. no, so it ended up being um, majority decision. Mm-hmm. It was one uh, for Dylan White. Ooh. It was majority, but listen to these scorecards. Yes. 115-114 Chisora. Mm-hmm. 115, 113, and 115, 114, Dylan White. Wow. Those are a matter of a round or two. So depending on how you saw it. And I said that nobody actually dominated a whole round. So it all depends. It goes back to the Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalov. It all depends on how you viewed the fight. It's after watching that, Chisora, his resume alone is the reason why he stayed in that fight that long. Just because he's used to being in battles and used he's, to being in wars he's a guy with that. that I, I, I know amongst fighters, they give him a lot of credit. Too big of a hothead to get enough credit from any publicity or media outlet. Um, and that's, it's, it's, he definitely has mental issues. You don't just throw a table at somebody at a press conference no matter what they're really saying. You shouldn't let it get to you that bad when you got over 40 fights in your resume. Because there's times, I'm pretty sure there's times when Ali or even other guys have said, you know, this, we're, we're just promoting the fight. You know what I'm saying? And when they don't say, you know, there's bad blood. But Derek Chisora, he always brings pure entertainment, just like your power hour right now when he steps into the ring. Now, next up is Anthony Joshua and Eric Molina. was a fight that I was actually looking forward to. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be. Are you serious? Well, there, there's fights that start off, and I have my notepad. I write down the names. This, this, is, how, this is how I do it, you guys. I'm in, I write down the names. I write down the weight class. I write down the records. And then I usually put it down if I know it's going to be one sided mm-hmm. or just or just, you know, so I don't even have that many fights because a lot of times I'm not even surprised. The first thing that I wrote in the Eric Molina column, why are you here? Because he almost he hurt Deontay Wilder. <laughs> he was winning that entire fight and got caught. Now, that man died in that ring that night with him. 
<laughs> this dude was in better shape, but I don't know where that guy who was in the ring with Deontay Wilder was when he stepped in. Because something about the presence of Anthony Joshua, he was shook, bro. He was shook from the gates. Like, and he was in better shape than I've ever seen this man in. But I, I don't get it because I don't think Anthony Joshua hits harder than Deontay Wilder. I don't think he does either. I think he, he was I, just too. He was just too athletic, and I think he probably just I think got he has caught. Power in both hands versus Deontay. He's got that devastating right. He was overmatched. I I I felt I don't think bad. He, he was no. He was overmatched. Like he whether lose whether the fight, but. he should lose the fight. But even if he belonged there and he gave Deontay Wilder a run for his money until he got caught. Look, that's what happens. Some fighters just look for that mm-hmm. to you to get ca- caught. So, man, if Deontay Wilder is lazy, then, hey, man, I'm just going away from a power. I think this shows how, how bigger of a puncher or how heavy-handed Anthony Joshua really is that people are not aware of. He's, a um, he's at a 100% knockout ratio. Deontay Wilder was 100% knockout ratio up to, to his 26th fight. Yeah. And he, when he fought, remains to Verge, who's got a fight coming up next year. Um, so that's that's the record he has to beat. I, Anthony Joshua will not go 26 fights with 100% knockouts, especially because his next fight is against Vladimir Klitschko, yeah. who is the who I think will probably beat Joshua. And we'll talk about that in March or April before the fight happens. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't even get the answer. Yeah, yeah I, I said it. I, I, all right. But I, anyways, I, was, I was like, I had nothing for that right now, but I can't. I can make something up real quick. Yeah, you ain't, like, ready, no, no, you ain't ready for that, son. No, we already talked about this a son. little bit because we were supposed Joshua, to. Vladimir Klitschko is a genius because this man, 11 pro fights, I don't care how many amateurs you have, you don't step in the ring with the man who dominated for the last 10 years and think you're just going to walk through him. He don't have to walk through him, but if he makes, he can make it, uh, he doesn't, his, his style is not to make it ugly, but if Tyson Fury can do it, you hear what Tyson Fury said? Tyson Fury beat him with mind games. He beat, he, he could have never thrown a punch and he would have beat Klitschko because that's, he had that mental edge over, over him and had Vladimir Klitschko second guessing everything. He didn't know what to do. He had him mentally beat. That's why that fight was horrible to watch. It was. It was terrible. It was sloppy. But I'm actually like I, I, we should have mic'd up Tyson Fury for that fight because I wish I could have heard the things he was just probably saying to him, the faces he was making. It was hilarious. It was great. It um, this is going to be the first Tyson Fury fight that I've actually really been excited about to watch. Because I, I honestly feel like it's going to be even when he lost to Tyson Fury, I feel like you mean the, the, no, Klitschko, the Klitschko fight, yeah. Even when he lost to Tyson Fury, I feel like this fight could be a changing of the guards. And if he loses to if he loses to Tyson Fury and he loses to Anthony Joshua, then we're really going to see, you know, what what happens and is is it time to gracefully bow out? Um, but then also, man, it's going to make it to the point where. Unification is going to have to be mandatory with this. This, this. All I know is our dreams are coming true a little the, bit more and more because yeah. a lot more fighters are calling for it, and I'm glad because that's the only way to force promoters and managers to make these fights happen. Is you have to freaking want it. Yeah, you have to call out for it. You have to go get it. Now we're gonna jump order here because next I want to stay in the heavyweight division. We're gonna talk about Joseph Parker and Andy Ruiz. That was a very entertaining heavyweight fight. I was I was entertained. What? Yeah, I, I was entertained. It was it was a good fight, but like I, I saw the six rounds of the, the Derek Chisora fight. That was a that was a Neanderthal brawl. I, was, it you being, you, was it entertaining? was it was it was it? But oh, you're okay. the boxing fan. Yeah, I you're know, blowing I my mind right yeah, now. No, I don't no, mean, no, like, no, you're, the, you you're, the, you're the slick. You like the slickness. You the, know what? No, you know you know why? Because 
Joseph Parker didn't even start boxing really. He started fighting more purely around the fourth round and then beyond. He, he was figured he was out. He did. Yeah, he round. started getting off first and started using it. He finally started using his uh size. But Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, his hands hand speed was crazy. Yeah, um, he was dictating pressure the first few rounds, and then you know he lo- he lost thirty pounds for the fight. Um, he's, hey, he's a great counter. You know what's Andy great Ruiz, about this weekend, Jr- like- what? Ruiz, Andy Ruiz was the only flabby heavyweight this weekend, and he lost like twenty pounds. Thirty pounds. That's insane, 30 pounds. right? Hey, it's, it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't televised, but he still got a uh, Luis Ortiz, Luis Ortiz. Okay, so he's okay. still one of the out of shape heavyweights. Now he's he's a great he's he's WWF shape. <laughs> difference. Uh, difference. Ruiz Jr. Andy Ruiz Jr. He. He's a great counter puncher for his size. And then the he thing got is, some he good, was so. Nice hands he, too, bro. He, he does. And I was. And he I got was, some nice hands. And this is, you know what? And it was a close fight. I think the reason why I was more or not more or less, it was just, a, it was a good fight. But it was just because I thought uh, Joseph Parker could have imposed his will a little bit more. It was entertaining. I'm. The I thought thing it was is, a great boxing match. Styles make fights. Styles make fights, and their fights, their styles. That turned were great. the fight that started off as a brawl that turned into a chess match. Uh huh. That and then Parker won. What halfway through the fight, the fight was good. You know what I was thinking mm-hmm. about? I want to see what these guys look like with when they fight other people. Just because, just That's because of the styles. That's why we went to this first. Because right <laughs> now, Joseph Parker is the current WBO champ. So to unify these titles, which he wants to do, also we have. But okay, the WBO is now Ju- Joseph Parker. The WBA is you know, IBF is Anthony Joshua. The WBC is Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. So who has the WBA belt? It's vacant. It's vacant right now. Okay, so okay, so that's good. So someone's uh, who's the number one contender for WBA? Number one, two. Uh, oh. Luis Ortiz. That's what, uh, according to Fight News and the World Boxing this Rankings, is gonna be this is right what, now this is what they have right now. So yeah, Luis Ortiz and Klitschko. Okay, so Klitschko's got a fight currently. Who's next? Who's that? Who's under Klitschko? Uh, Alexander Ustinov. Ooh, he just fought. We just he just fought uh, two weeks ago, uh, or two or three weeks ago. So that Maybe. means him and I Luis Ortiz that. are going to become. We talked about the fight, but this is you being Johnny Depp and all. Um, yeah. Th- those two are now are going to get. They're on a crash collision course, which is good because Luis Ortiz should win that fight. Because I want to see Luis Ortiz against every single one of these names. Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker, and Deontay Wilder. I think he should fight someone like Bermain Stiburn first. But now, Joseph Parker, I think his class level is right there with Anthony Joshua. Because for having 22 fights now, with a smaller amateur background, Mm -hmm. I think there's a level of class that they're not yet that Deontay Wilder has reached. It's, um, I was... Well, the thing is, I was a little worried about it. Like, just like I said, with Joseph Parker, I thought he could have dominated. All international judges, which I wrote down, um, one judge had a 114 to 114, the and the other, and then 115, 113. But I just write down five minutes ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I wrote it down the day of the fight because yeah. I pay attention. It's my ESPN. It's your, it's your ESPN committee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ESPN yeah. 4? Yeah. What is that? Is that? <laughs> 8, the outro. Yeah, yeah. so... um. I thought it was too close for him. I, I, I saw it as 115-113, Parker. Um, I could see 114-114, but I, I, thought, I thought it was 115-113, Parker, because right, right around the sixth or seventh round is when uh, Parker just took control of the fight Yeah. at that point. And, and, and he, what he was doing through that fight is one of the things— Round four, actually, like I said in the beginning, if you were paying attention. 
uh, I said six or seven. This is, numbers are different there. So, but but you probably were drinking as, as the officiant. Not any, anyway. Okay. I don't spell drink it. at spell eight it. in the morning. Spell it. O f f i c i a n d. Okay, I just okay. exposed you to how you you're spelling. I'm sorry for okay, that. Okay, Google. Don't, how do you don't spell don't... aficionado? Anyways, <laughs> so what I was saying is, and I'm gonna teach you something also that I learned. You know, it starts with an A, right? Hmm? Aficionado, does it? Oh, it, does, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, see, it depends, though. <laughs> Did you mean it in jive? No, no. Because I can pull up the slang dictionary right now and enter it in there to make can it official. Get, can we get back to the show, man? We got a lot. To, we got, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I, need you, I, I want to hear about your Las Vegas education. I need you to be professional right now. I, okay? I need you to focus. I didn't want you to answer that question. It was rhetorical. Don't challenge me. <laughs> Don't. You know what? At least like, I know. At least I know you'll go down swinging. At least no, I know you'll I, never. I, at least I know man. you'll never. I, uh, I mean, my best friend. We always had this model. So I, you know, I I'd rather be looking at my friend next to me in the hospital bed than looking up to him. Yeah. Because I know that we'll we, we went yeah. down together, right? <laughs> but I, Roy Jones made a good thing. Uh, uh, made a thing. Made a comment about Joseph Parker that stood out to me. That that taught me something about just when you when you analyze fighters is that Joseph Parker is a feet a foot a feet first fighter when it comes to his defense. And what that means is he uses his feet first to get away versus his hands or head movement to try to block it. And that's the term, the official term for it. And I thought that was good. No. And the one thing that Joseph Parker did is the most important thing that I say all the time. And how many times have you heard me say this? Keep that jab out there. Touch, touch him. him. Touch Just him. Touch it's him. It's a rage finder. Just touch it's him. A, it's the equivalent of a dribble in basketball. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Don't pick it up because it limits your options. One Always of the reasons keep that why Floyd is so good because he kept that jab going. That's why his dad said the only way to beat him is with the jab. The yab. My man, As my Polly, friends down south say. Polly, same thing. That's how you get two world titles with seven knockouts is the jab. Joseph Parker's a you heavyweight. Know, you know Bruce he Leroy's kept, cussing you out for um, – he, this, we ain't even heard it yet. He's cussing you out for bringing up Polly Malignaggi since you're his only fan. Yeah, I heard. I heard his. I heard. I heard. I heard your jokes. I heard your jokes. Jokes. That man is an Italian American icon. I'm telling you right now. I'm saying it. Yes, yeah, said it. You know what I'm saying? Act like you don't get hype when you see Rocky. See that picture I posted? Um, I shared with the show Paul Creed, Mr. T, and. Uh, Rocky together when they're younger. First of all, first of all, my man Will showed uh, tagged us in that picture. I saw it first. That's right. He tagged you in it first, huh? Yeah. yeah that's and so you were just yeah. Good, good, good. I told him to do it. Anyways, he kept that jab out there, and that kept him, gave him the win. Ruiz looked way better shaped, but that jab just couldn't let him get inside. Took he I he lost that fight to me. Didn't lose any points, but nice for him. Joseph Parker, do you think he would beat Anthony Joshua? No. Do you think he could beat Deontay Wilder? No. Do you think Deontay Wilder could beat Anthony Joshua? I think, you know what? That's a 50-50 because I think Deontay Wilder's power is higher. But also, I think overall boxing, I think Anthony Joshua is a better boxer. Yep. So, so if I'm, so if I'm saying, if I'm going off that... And then it could be go closer to fight week, and depending on how I'm saying. No analysis. No analy- Just give me, a, give me a name right now. Who would you pick today? We'll, we'll break it down when the fight happens. 
I'm taking Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder? Me yep. too. I'm with you on that one. Deontay Wilder, I would take in the win. I don't want to be on your team. I'm taking <laughs> Anthony Joshua. <laughs> now now that's racist. Wait. Yeah. Both black. <laughs> worked out nah, right. but uh, Deontay Wilder, just from experience. But I think once I think, I think once Anthony Joshua gets more bouts under his belt, I think that uh, that experience counts for a lot, it too. Does. And you get, you get to see more. I did more. not know Deontay Wilder's jab was that good till he broke yeah, his hand. Yeah, exactly. Down. I did not know exactly. that. His jab was beautiful. So, it was beautiful. So he show Anthony yeah. Joshua shows more range as a fighter. The power in both hands concerns me, mm-hmm. and and I really want the titles, these titles, to stay in America because they've been out of the country for so long. Next I, up, I think it can. I think it can happen. Now, next up, we're talking about what is this? Is this Jamel Jamal 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 Chalo? Man, I'm not a fan of these guys already. First of all, it's only one. It's only one brother that was fighting at the same time. They weren't fighting each other. So even though you don't like the well, Charles, to me, they're like the we'll twins talk- in GI Joe. If you hurt one, the other one feels it. So you got to <laughs> talk to them as one. And I can't stand the Charlos now. At hey, first, yo. I just wasn't a fan. At, hey. I just wasn't a fan. I respect the game. Hey yo, Al. the love and hip hop thing came out, and I was like, Ugh. but now I just can't stand these brothers. Hey at, yo, Al, you're at welcome, all, man. At all, Al, you're welcome for my picks. I, you know, I ain't gonna put your business out there, but you know, you called me asking for advice, and I gave it to you. He said the twins. I said he's like from 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 the LBC a long time ago with the stupid. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's out of Houston, but Houston, it was a good fight. What do you think? I thought it was great. It was really funny. So. As it pertains to like my boy called me asking about the fight and who do, who do I think would win, you know after studying Julian Williams and then of course Jamal Charlo, Julian Williams was a, is a great fighter. He's a good fighter. Twenty two uh, wins, zero losses, fourteen knockouts. Man, it was it was the first mistake lost that fight. Yeah, when that was they the were both they were both skillful. Counter, they were countering the counters like that was crazy that was too. That was, I was just fight. like, ha ha ha! Yeah. And they were, it was, it was lovely to watch. It was beautiful to watch. I'm looking for the fight so I can have it in the recent bout section. Um, but this was so. This was one of the things that we said. I don't. Did we, I, now I called you that night, and this is a rare thing to happen because now me, I'm a boxing nerd. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm older now, it takes more time to heal if I actually try to lace up and fight. So I just prefer to watch from the outside. And, and and tell everybody that I know more than you, basically, when it comes to the sport. That's what I do. And I had it going on the TV, and I had a, the fight we're going to talk about next, the Mason Menard fight, going at the same time. And then right after Charlo, and this is being live at the same time, right when the KTFO happened on Julian Williams, another one happened somewhere else on Just, we'll another get, fight. We'll, we'll, we'll get to there, man. Let, I let, know let, we will. Let, I know get, we will. But... These these charlos, the charlos now, you know I I, I just not a fan of them at all. You don't but have then to be a fan of them. Fight, you don't have to be a fan of them so, to respect and to admire their game. Yeah. You know what? What was okay, it? Now, our episode? Our episode three. I think it was three weeks ago. One, two, three. Yep. So our episode that came out on the twenty fourth of November. Oh yeah. Oh, you listened to this this episode? No, I didn't listen to the episode. No, what it was it was the first when I was watching this fight and I saw how close it was. The title of the episode, Class Tells Over Time. So if if you stick it, if you stick through it for the most time, it's going to show and prove. It's going to show and prove. The Julian training, Williams made the, two mistakes that night. And it cost him. You don't, and especially in this sport, it doesn't take much for you to be exposed. And I'm not even gonna say he was exposed. He just exposed. got, he just, just got caught. Jamal, Char- he made Jamal two mistakes Charlo's. against someone you don't. Now, you Char- I'll give Jamal, I'm gonna give Jamal Char- Charlo this one and only credit. 
Julian Williams made two mistakes against someone now that it's clear you don't make two mistakes against. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't stand these these brothers, and I mean that like how black people say it, because the way they, well, he was a little unsportsmanlike. You know, he tried, he, you know, he when he tried to just just give him a little respect on good fight, he wasn't trying to apologize. He blew him off. Whatever, that's fine. But then his brother came in talking smack for him, and then they started. Are you? Then are they started you? using my slang. Hold on, hold on, I call Canelo on. cinnamon. Hold on, then, hold on. It, that's what Canelo means. Are you your brother's keeper? For you, yeah, you're your brother's keeper. Yes. So yes, your boy's gonna, your brother's gonna get in the ring and start talking for you. Uh, that, no, that's no, just no. a natural evil. He flow did this of like an Adrian Broner hype man because he went out the way to jump in is front it, of the thing. He's like, we he want cinnamon. Is he, is he a champion? Hmm? Is he a champion? Not is, his bro- is, his bro- is that's not what I'm asking. There's a lot of there's a lot of people with paper champions Ooh. out there, but is he a champion? He's, He's a, a champion. champion. It, uh, I, whatever. He's a champion. He's a champion. Okay. So, so we're yes, gonna start with the first brother. Chalo, Jamal, who was getting nailed with body shots in this fight. But got a knockdown in the round two. So, with that being said, should this man be calling out Canelo right now? Honestly. As many body shots. He got tagged with body shots by Julian Williams, who he beat. That does not hit as hard as Canelo. And that has never seen anything close to the level as class. So, you know how you you never... Your decisions should never be made with your heart. Yeah. You should always be with your head. Yeah, that's what these brothers I, did that night. Yeah, they did that. I thought. Look, this is how this is how I feel on both ends of it. Curtis Stevens. His. He was the last man to talk. Actually, talk smack to Triple listen, G. Listen, Charlo Jamal Jamal Charlo. He has the right to call out Canelo. His record. He has the right. Yes, has they the both right. have the right. He has the right. They both have the right to call out same weight class. Mm-hmm. So they're a super. They're a super welterweight. So one fifty four, same weight class. They're both champions. Mm-hmm. They're both undefeated. Yes, he has every right to call him out. Should he? No. No, no don't call him out. And I'm just saying it because, like, now. I wonder, I wonder if he looked at his brother was the one who called him out. I wonder if, he, if anything in his head was kind of like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not. You know what the thing is, though? Boxers, they may have a. There's. They have something in them that they always want to fight, but they then also at the same time as they know sometimes. I think this is kind of so. like when you think about my man Earl Thomas who broke his shin, and you know after we finally got his phone in hand, they they casted him up. He's like you know sends out a tweet about contemplating retirement. I think there's certain times with fighters like on a on a on an emotional fight like this because there was a little bit of bad blood leading up to the fight with him and Julian Williams, yeah. and then it was kind of unsportsmanlike of him because of this bad blood at the end of the fight. That, you know, in situations like that, maybe we should give him a little bit more of a cool-off time before we just get him on the mic there. No, no, no cool-off time. No? The oh. bad blood, you know what? Bad blood is what keeps this sport going. When more people hate each other, that's going to get them more and likely to fight each other. Mm-hmm. It's just like with the NBA. Everybody being friends, that's why everybody's teaming up and the game is watered down the way it is. Hate each other. You know why? You know, the the Sergey Kovalov-Andre Ward fight. It was no press for that. It wasn't no hype behind that. It was. The, I bet the you they wish there was the, now. The, yeah, well, the interviews were bland because they wanted to fight. It was just like you can talk all you want, but I, love I want. That. I, I love that. I love it, that. They want to yeah. fight. Give me somebody who wants to fight. And if you guys hate each other, good. More so credit be it. to Derek Chisora because his 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 lead up fights are always great, and he brings entertainment every time. Just by the way, now I, I just got I got a little alert here that I have to share with you. It looks like an application came in. I need to know about the Charlo brothers. Do they have a hood pass? Yes. Okay. They do. Both of them, really? Yeah, both of them. Damn it. it it's 
it's only because they're both undefeated and they're both champions. The love and basketball or whatever, whatever the basketball love wives, whatever. It's all the same. I don't care. I'm pretty sure they have crossover episodes. I don't them. know what they do or watch that crap. But it's yeah, love and hip hop, but I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give them a pass because they're both champions. And in uh, and they're, what are they both? They're both from Texas, right? Houston. Houston. They're both 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 from Houston. So Houston. you know, you know, I'll um, I'll get in contact with Scarface to see if uh, and Devin the dude also to see if uh. They can back that up, but yeah, they still they still got they still got a they got a play for me. They got a they got a pass for me. Okay, I just I just want to verify that so I know what words I can use against them when I see them in person. But next after that was a pretty action packed fight with Abner Mares and Jesus Quajar. Quajar. So, so we, uh, one, I want to start off by apologizing because we were butchering it. We, Jesus Quajar. <laughs> because we were butchering his yeah. name. And, we you know, I'm close. Cu- and I'm cussing you out because yeah. I'm like, you don't know Spanish. You, don't don't not, you know nothing of my you works. Just, you just look Mexican. You, you don't just, know Spanish. Yeah, so, um, hey, so Jesus Quajar. So I apologize, um, but we got your name now. So it was really good. To, and what's funny is like I've seen him fight before, but I don't know if it's drinks that I had to make me so one thing I want to say I want to talk a little bit about this fight because I thought Abner Mares he looked really good good in and out boxing and good sidestepping to catch Jesus Quasar and to me I this fight revealed more about the trainers than the fighters to me and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to teach you something today because Abner Mares is trained by Robert Garcia okay Quasar trained by Freddie Roach Mm -hmm. Freddie Roach is starting to become like that predictable opponent like a lot of slick boxers are not scared of Provodnikov's power anymore because you know that you can beat him with movement Jay saw John John Molina do it and all you gotta do is, is, is absorb it and get through the fight who was Abner Mars trained by again Robert Garcia yeah. who has a, 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 a laboratory full of style of fighters and a lot that win with different styles Abner Mars is the kind of guy that should be trained probably by Freddie Roach because Freddie Roach is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He couldn't teach Amir Khan defense. That's why def- that's why he left when Amir Khan needs to learn how to avoid exchanging. Um, but he took Jesus Quajar, same thing. We stalk, we move forward, we punish him, we break him down, right? Quajar was dominated, I thought, the first, well, definitely the first two rounds. He got I, I gave him the fourth and fifth. And then maybe the seventh and eighth, he got two, but that's really it. But up until the seventh round, he he didn't start even using his brain to me. While you watch Abner Mars, who's known to come forward, go in and out. And every time he went in and out, one, two, right down the middle. And then he would do this little sidestep to the right and just catch him with that right hook. And it was beautiful. So after after watching it, it wasn't too much that I really had to, you know, really speak on. It was just Abner Mars. These are a couple of key points that I had written down. He was just too active. Mm-hmm. He just did more. He's always active. And then, uh, and then his ring generalship, like just like you said, he always came forward. Mm-hmm. It was all action. All action. But uh, at the same time, is he had something to lose too, so he had a little bit of an edge. That's a good good point. I thought uh, Quajar, he uh, he he Abner Mars more than Abner Mars <laughs> because uh, Abner Mars is always known to kind of duck his head and just dig to the body and get you with all the sneaking a lot of low blows. And I saw him sneak in a lot of them below the belt that he didn't even get called or acknowledged on. But if this Abner Mares showed this same fighter we saw showed up against Leo Santa Cruz and fought that style, yeah, different outcome of that fight, I think. Yeah, totally different outcome of that fight. I thought, yeah, 
and I don't, I, I gotta look into it, because I don't remember if, if Robert Garcia was his trainer before that or not, but, um, that could be the difference right there. That could be all of the difference right there. Abner Mars is now in talk, since he has one of these titles, to be in the talk again with Leo Santa Cruz, Carl Frampton, uh, Lee Selby. He's in that conversation now. Yeah, I would probably leave the Leo Santa Cruz and the Carl Frampton alone because they got to get their stuff out mm-hmm. the way. But you know what? I you want to prove yourself. There's a couple other cats out there. There's a Gary Russell. Mm-hmm. There's an Oscar Valdez. You know, there's a couple. There's a Joseph Diaz. There's mm-hmm. you got a, you got a couple of cats out there that you can uh, that Ooh, you can fight. Him and Oscar Valdez would be a great fight. Wouldn't it? That would be a great fight right there. Valdez ain't ready yet. I think he needs maybe a couple in the, more in there. Hey, but man. that would be you want to test him. You got. I mean, look, even in there, even in there, look, even in that same weight class, you got Jesse Magdaleno. Oh, that's right. Uh, you got a uh, Hero Siege Osawa. Yeah, Osawa. I'm sorry, I apologize about that. But yeah, there's a couple of cats that you. It's get, crazy because I mean, when I was watching these two guys fight, instantly I thought about Chocolatito. And, and all the dudes he's knocked out. And I was like, man, that's at 112 pounds. Yeah. And these guys are going at it at 126. That's insane to me. Chocolatito's too special. <sighs> he's insane, bro. It's it's He's given the pound-for-pound pound spot, but only because of boxing gives it to him. He deserves it. But the general public can never see that because he's always going to be kind of at that level where he's at on TV. Just because only the big boxing fans will do it just because... These smaller guys are great on TV, but when you see them up live, you're like, man, you that big, really? <laughs> and then your alcohol muscles might kick in. You'd be like, yeah, I could take them. You know? I think that's what happened in the next fight we're talking about with Ray Beltran and Mason Menard. This was a fight I thought was quietly set up for top rank to have Mason Menard fight Terrence Crawford. And I think the plans were foiled. <laughs> so... I I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go. I, I have so many uh, tabs open on my. But you know what's funny is like um so we, as we were getting ready to do this part of the segment, you know you know what the first thing I brought up was uh, as I was looking, Adrian Granados. Yes. So you guys fight coming know, up with that Adrian Broner. Correct. Correct. So Adrian Granados was the person who handed one of my favorite fighters, Amira Mom, his first loss. Was he better than Amir Imam? No. Did he have more skills than Amir Imam? No. no. But you know what he did? He outworked him. He applied pressure. A lot of pressure. And this is always, it's 50-50. This is always mm-hmm. when you get the up-and-coming prospect and when you get the veteran, the doorman, the doorkeeper, the gatekeeper, you don't know which way it's going to turn. Because you got somebody who's literally seen everything under the sun in the square circle. And then you got this young up-and-comer. He feels good about himself because mm-hmm. he's beating everybody. He feels he's good. He's got that hey, boy band hey, look champ, to him. Hey, champ, man, you look good. You're wonderful out there. You're going to be world champion. And then you just got worked. Oh, God, it was beautiful to watch. Hey, I, Bro, look, he was look. dominated in that look. fight. Like It was insane because even, even Max Kell and them were like, there's a certain purpose in yeah. every punch that Ray Beltran he had. Impo- he imposed his will. The whole fight, he imposed his will. He went to the body and kept on the body. And when you go to the body, the head follows. It will follow. It will follow. So um, Mason Menard, a couple of notes that I have from him, he needed to stay outside. Didn't. He's like, 
he was he relied his he he believed his own press clippings. Yeah. Looked at Ray Beltran's recent defeats and his age and assumed that his youth power possibly looks was just going to dominate the fight. And uh, Ray Beltran being the vet that he is said no, it's not going down that way. Um, he just got a what he was uh, temporarily suspended. So this is his first fight back from that suspension by um, Nevada State. It was for positive drug test for banned substance. Uh, they don't list the substance here. And that was my first thought when I saw it because I've never seen him fight. I've never seen. He looked like he hit harder than normal, and that was interesting to me. And I couldn't tell. Not being Mason Menard and all, I can't tell if if is it just determination. That sheer, sheer, sheer yeah. will, knowing this is your last hurrah, yeah, or is it something that you've already been in trouble for? Look, how many fights, how many fights that are being put on that are not PBC? Because what was this on Showtime? Was this, this was on Showtime? H- this was, this was on the HBO? HBO card. So this is on the HBO card. How many like besides PBC is one of the ones who is notorious for putting the savvy veteran, we you know, with a couple losses, the gatekeepers against the young up and coming prospects. Old technique. Yeah. So by Benny Pazienza fought Roberto Duran twice. So like, so when you see this on a uh, premier network, like HBO, you know, there's something about him because like, there's not too many seven lost fighters. trying to set up Beltran. They was trying to set up Beltran. But there's a reason. Timothy Bradley's pay-per-view, uh, uh, come out on the, it was under the Manny Pacquiao card against Joe Casamoyor, Casamayor, Casamayor, who should not have been the ring and got knocked out by Timothy Bradley. And Timothy, when Timothy Bradley knocked you out, that means he worked you down and had a great night. Yeah, that's for sure. You had this cat, you had this cat out here, man, and he just he just said, "I'm not losing today." Nah, he, that's that's all it was though. KO yeah. round seven, Mason Minot, KTFO, Ray Beltran. It was Mason such Menard. a good knockout that I had to call my brother and be like, hey, it was funny. It was great because I got you on the phone and it was like, it's silence. It was like, KTFO? Yeah, he said, <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. It's like, all right, that's all, that's all I got to yeah. say to you. That's and all I have to say Just so I knew we knew because we didn't want to ruin it for anything else. And that was, a, that was a great moment too in just American history period. But Mason Menard, you get, you're young. You got that boy band hey, look. Hey, you can hey, come back. hey, hey. His that's his second that's his second loss since his third fight. He Ooh. lost his third fight and Good this streak. is his second one. So he was thirty two and one walking in here with twenty four knockouts. He needs this for experience. Yeah. He needs this. This mm-hmm. is what this is what makes you you can learn more from if, a loss than you can you from can a win. If you can overcome that, <laughs> don't let a loss get to you. Don't let a loss get to you. Don't let a win get to your head. Don't, don't let, let a loss get, get to your heart. heart. And as long as he lives by those words, he sh- can come back. Because a lot of people, after that second loss, if it's your professional fight, it's hard to mentally be like, well, is this for me? Do I keep going? What do I do? I've already made that decision. And he had a good streak, good run. We want to see you back in there. He just kept slipping his shots and catching them. It was a good coming for He kept coming forward, and he kept going to the body. And when somebody is not scared of your power, mm-hmm. that's hard to stop. Yeah, he could not that's get hard his to respect. Stop. You he can't, couldn't do you, it. And then he didn't, he didn't make him pay mm-hmm. for anything because he didn't really make any that many mistakes. You have to stay moving. Yeah. You have to stay moving anybody who's that relentless and in it because a, they're a not backing down. like that who, who's been knocking everybody out. Trainers should train for that worst case scenario. Like, what if we can't walk through this man? What's plan B? They didn't have no plan B at all. They had no plan B. They thought they were going to get the easy knockout and it didn't happen. Ray Beltran, welcome back in the conversation. Welcome back on TV. Mason Bernard, 
We'll see some highlights we'll from you on the next one. We'll see you soon, Hopefully, man. you'll be on another card. Keep your head up, champ. No, hopefully, you will be. You just lost to somebody who had seven losses. You don't, This is your second loss. Right. High knockout percentage, man. You're entertaining. You'll be out there. Rock Hard Mighty is his uh, name. That's, I thought the name of your sex tape. Nah, no, but I might steal that from him now. Nah, right there you go. It's his other AKA. Yeah, so any pictures from Rock Hard Mighty, I'm not going to open. Now, <laughs> Terrence Crawford... Versus John John Molina. This fight was uh, so. The first fight was at scales for John Molina. Yep, in which he purposely lost. Anytime somebody, anytime somebody comes in overweight, you're saying something. Something, you're definitely saying something. And I think I saw it in the corner what did, what in between th- rounds. What was he saying to you? I don't want to be here. That's what you thought. I, well, I can't believe I signed on for this. Nah. Uh, maybe I can Orlando Salido this dude. Or, or I thought actually I thought it was a little that's, less. That's what I was thinking. Orlando Salido. Let me come in here overweight. I don't care. I'm just gonna body him. I want I'm the win. I want the I win. I want the win. That's exactly what I thought when I first saw it. When he when he came in four pounds over the limit. Now Max Kellerman said something about Terrence Crawford that I thought that stood out was that uh, he said now he's saying this from because he he knows the guy. You know he's famous. He don't talk to me no more. And he said that he's one of the most nicest and accessible guys out there in the sport. That if you talk to him, he'll stop and talk to you. He'll wrap it up with you. He'll conversate for 30 minutes with you unless he has somewhere to go. But he's one of the meanest men in the ring. And I was like, man, that's right. Because Terrence Crawford comes off as a nice guy afterwards. He he's a dope And, he's a dope and we dude. saw a flash of it with the Hank Lundy where he was like, no, nah, he said this and that. Yeah. He going to find like, out. Hey, hey, he's, hey, man, look. And John and and he was disrespected by that weight issue. You saw it, and I thought he could have ended the fight sooner. And I thought he made it go eight rounds, and then the ref finally stopped it. So if you listen to our episode last week, me and you had a bet. Mm-hmm. I said round six, you said round eight. Thank you, sir. Now, what round was it? As I'm, it was round eight. Okay. As I'm cut. Oh, also before I get into this, I want to uh, shout out to Tracy Allen for uh, downloading the app. And then uh, being a fan, I don't think she Thank listened you, to the Tracy. show yet, but no, nah, I think but she got to, oh. and also Stavina too, because she actually sat there and she's not even a boxing yeah. fan, but she's, she watched all these cards with me and she became a fan. Like, nice. so Jamal, so, so that's why you promoted him to hire us. Hey, so, uh, Jamal Charlo and, uh, Terrence Crawford are her two favorite fighters as of right now. Now she's starting to watch boxing. So that's, that's funny. Is this kind of like the Amber Ray and Dre thing? Basically, okay. something something like that. So that no, right? so no. Um, so all the ladies but, love Doug Baldwin. I've noticed. I've heard. Anyway, why are you talking to a Redskins fan about Seahawks? You know, I don't care about them. Same. same anyway, thing. anyway, same anyway. Thing. Look, so so I'm cussing at the TV. I'm cussing at the TV, mad because you know. First of all, I'm right 99 percent of the time. No, because I'm I'm right. I'm right majority of the times, especially when it comes to you, because you don't know a lot. I'm sorry, but. He did not put him away when he had to. He toyed with him. It was so. It was so disgusting to watch. Like I'm mad. I thought he could have ended that probably in the fourth round. Easily, easily. easily. He never went outside his regiment. He never got. He was so in control. He never even got flustered. He stayed moving. But even fighting off the the one punch where he thought he got caught. Even fighting off the back foot. Oh, everything connected. The highest knockout percent. I mean, I the highest connect. I a lot percent. in the hype around it, and I thought John Molina was smart with their game plan. Though, if, if overweight thing was a part of it, it's unprofessional. But I like your diabolical thinking on there, and I respect that part of it. 
And there, I think their plan was just to go wild at it and not have a plan and hope you can catch them because every all the odds say this is not an option or chance to win, and that's your only shot. So why not do that from the gate? Um, luckily, a, the ref saved this man in the eighth round. This was a spar. This. this was a sparring match. No, it was a beatdown, bro. This was a spar. It was, this was just, a beatdown because they would have went in a sparring complete, on a sparring day. You would have went through three spar. You would have had three sparring partners he, within that eight rounds. This is a separation in class. Yeah. That's exact. So, so I'm watching. That's, I'm watching it. Was it a statement in there. I'm watching it with my homegirl Stavina. You know what she said? She said it's like watching a retarded kid trying hard. That's what she said about John Molina. That's so many you things can't, wrong. There's with that. so many things wrong with that. But no, but no, but you know what? It's but just like no. But listen, only but you know what they say? say that and get away with it. No, but you, you know, know how that, they right? say the only people that tell the truth is uh, kids, drunks. And what is it? I think it's kids and drunks or whatever because they have no filter. Yeah. That's somebody who does not have any but boxing knowledge. If she was sober, it's a red flag. You should avoid this. Is it? No, <laughs> no. But that's yeah. just letting you know somebody who's just now watching boxing is just like, wait a minute. This, no matter what I'm watching, it's not right. Like, like that's exactly what I have you dying. Now, I know in past, past shows I've mentioned before, and the only other name that had me second guessing it, and then I'll forget about it every now and then, but I've, 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 I've I'm almost convinced again that, that Crawford is probably the best between this and 147. So, like, to me, the three best fighters on the planet right now. Okay. And I think one of them proven. And this is for the entire sport of boxing. Okay. How about this? Let me put this. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you a top five. I'm going to give you a top five. And this is for, that's going to be entertaining for anybody to watch, for any casual fan, as long as they got the right matchup. But I'm, I, I, Tyrus Crawford, obviously. Okay. Errol Spence. Are we, talking about, are we talking about this weight class or just period? Just period. Top five? Earl I'm Spence saying, in there? I'm, to watch and, and, and there's nobody except I think Terrence Crawford maybe that could beat Errol Spence in the 147-pound division. I agree. Um, I, don't, I don't see anybody beating, touching Lomachenko and who can go up to 147. And Canelo and Triple G, time is against Triple G and that's it, you know? Like, even with the Kovalev and Ward, they could fight five more times for me, and I'm you, good. You and I forget to, about that whole division. But You, you, you also got to think about uh, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. The only thing that keeps him out of the conversation is lack of opponents at that size. That's really well, it. Maybe he, he makes his opponents look to, like nothing. That man's he, a bad He's a, he's a bad, bad boy. Man. But he needs, to, he needs to take a risk before his career is done and jump up to go bigger. Or go, go bigger, go home. You know what I'm saying? You got to go to 122. You you take the Rigando fight and you see if you can crack the Rubik's cube and beat the puzzle. I haven't seen because there's nothing else out there for him. At well, all. Just, well, kind of. I mean, we're bouncing all around. We're not talking about talking like, to you. Let's get back no, to my not, man Crawford because no, that's but, why I brought. No, that up. yeah, but no, I understand that though. But you know, even uh, I want to see the Guillermo Rigando if he does fight uh, Vasily Lomachenko at the catch weight. I kind of want to see. I I really want to see that because I don't know. I I don't know. That's they're, gonna they're be a hard both, fight to promote. It. Me and you will love it. We'll love we'll it. We'll love that, it. The, Anybody who's listening to this, you guys will love it anyway. If you're a fan of this show and you're you'll a fan love, of what we do, you, you might love listening to it as we talk about it because we'll make it sound better than the fight will probably be entertainment-wise. No, but if you're watching it the that, right I, way and know what you're looking yeah. for, you're going to love it anyway. But, <laughs> okay, if Lomachenko and Rigando fought today, how many punches do you think would be thrown per round? <laughs> With all the feints they use and it, side it's, to sides. It's going to be over 100 punches per round. And, oh, then, it, it, and then the connect percentage will be so low. Yeah. Well, like, that or because, be like... <laughs> 20 punches per round. <laughs> so, no, but getting back to Terrence Crawford, 
I haven't seen this much discipline and this Man. much separation in fighting besides like, he Mayweather. He's thing, he's a he's savage. Level, he's bro. he's different. This he's guy special. is special. He he's special. so special. Oh, Terrence Crawford. It him is it is beautiful. It is beautiful watching what you do. I think that's brighter than Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, yeah. Sean Porter. Yeah. I can see both of those guys walking through it would be entertaining fights. I think I think pff, one time, man, I think both of them, Danny Garcia and one time would have a good chance against Crawford and Spence, but I don't see either one of those two taking those two like, out. I, I, and I, I don't know if I could pick somebody between Spence and Crawford on who would win. Styles make fights. And the, and the simple fact that T-Bug Crawford can Switch fight, styles, go southpaw Gives him or the edge orthodox, automatically. And he can fight the whole fight like that, so there's no way to train, no especially since he has since since he has power in both hands. And you can't do a 16 week training camp and overtrain because you'll leave it in the gym. You'll be you'll be underweight. Out of yeah, no, not a good idea. Not Terrence a good Crawford, idea you were beautiful this weekend, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Only champ, fighter man. that I, I I can see Terrence Crawford to me is the only fighter that doesn't even need martial arts, and I can see him winning in the UFC. I, I think he's that good, bro. And I always say, I, I believe I think he has martial arts training as a kid because of the way he switches his stance and styles. One of my favorite words that I use in boxing because you and you can tell the separation. That, the N word. That's my favorite word. Oh. I'm talking about when it comes to boxing. Discipline. Mm. Nobody like his game plan in is is he's it's like he's playing for the Patriots of boxing. It's like stick to the plan right? and do your job. That's exactly what he does, and he approaches it that way. He doesn't get too eager. He doesn't get too overbearing. He does exactly what he needs, and he fights it perfect. Difference he, he between Terrence it. Crawford and uh, Tom Brady. Crawford will look good anywhere he goes. Tom Brady needs Belichick. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you did there. Like but that, also, like as, uh, besides James Bond, Tom Brady's the only other white man that I wish I would I could be. Greatest living American. Right there, Tom Brady. <laughs> he, just, he has it all. The four Super Bowl rings, the if, millions. If he didn't play on a model. team called the Patriots, it it, it default to Peyton Manning. He, but he he wears Uggs, and you're just like, yeah, all right. But he had the best, one of the best pictures was when he the little West Side with the rings on his fingers, and it was like yeah, it's beautiful. Like, it was great. And then his his recent Footlock commercial was hilarious. But Crawford. <sighs> It, I need. I, I need, need. I need five I, seconds. Give me a pick, Crawford or Spence. Crawford. Oh. Spence too young. Spence yeah, too young. Really, really but Spence is. He's that. He's not even second tier. He's upper echelon. It's like Crawford is one A and if Spence Cro- is one B. If Spencer Spence goes to the UK and beats Kell Brook. He is officially in that upper echelon. Ooh 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 ooh! ooh Thank ooh, you ooh. for reminding me. So You're so. Are, are we done with this? Are we done well, with Crawford. this part? Okay, we're done with Crawford. You brought up uh, Kel Brook. So, apparently, uh, Kel Brook and Amir Khan camps are in talks uh, for a potential fight, which I would actually like to see in I, the UK. I would love to see it. So, um, thank uh, you for reminding me because this Amir is a... Khan, that's a winnable fight for Amir Khan with Kel Brook style. Yeah, it is. Um, I had to bring this up. Kel Brook's tweet. Glad you've woken up from your last KO. I believe our teams are talking. I look forward to sending you back to sleep. So, if you're unfamiliar about the fight, you can just look it up. I um, actually we 
No, we didn't have it. That's before we started uploading the recent bouts. Uh -huh. Just look at the Canelo Alvarez versus Amir Khan fight, and you'll know exactly what Kel Brook is talking we about. We might have it in KTFOs. If not, it'll, we'll, we'll get it up there for you. You know what? While you look that up, I'm going to check. I, mean, I feel like that one that one might have been too cliche to put up at that time, if not. But I'm pretty sure it's there. If yeah. not, you've seen we, it already. We, dr we drank a lot that night, too. So it was it was a long, it was a great night. night. You know, the only thing bad about that night was that I, it was like my, my daughter turned off my alarm the next morning when we had a, a, a store meeting. <laughs> and, and I remember talking, and they were like, uh, yeah, the only thing bad about that is all the Facebook and Snapchat videos of all you guys drinking and watching the fight, and then you not show up at the meeting. I'm like, what? It wasn't my fault? Maybe. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get back to the point. Kel Brook, you saw his tweet when he said, uh, "Know the truth." Oh no, I did not. Oh, it was. It was a, we, I, we'd have to look at what is that? Is that a shots fired? And yeah, that's got up, got all riled up about it because uh, a lot of these boxing groups they started talking about you know Kel Brook Spence, who you got, and, it, and on a one second, a five second decision, I, I took Brook off the top because of uh, that. Errol Spence's biggest fight is against Chris Algieri, so if they fought today. Can you walk into the ring in Sheffield Stadium or Wembley Stadium, wherever it is in the UK? These soccer stadiums are bigger than any any NFL film stadium we've seen, right? Anything we've seen, they're way bigger. Now you're gonna have that thing filled to the top, and 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 then some of the men who snuck in with their kids, probably, because that's how men do it. And these people are not just booing you; they're gonna be spitting on you. They're going to be throwing things at you. And and they're British, so they're going to do it politely and not even be racist about it. What are you going to do when that mind F hits you and you feel the intensity and you feel the base of these people's voices shaking the ground? Now, you're talking about who's fighting. Who's on first? No, yeah, I'm Spence talking. Spence walking in the ring against Kell Brook in yeah. England. Yeah. What is he going to do when that happens? Because he ain't... Like, for 21 fights, I, I can't think of anybody, the last person I could think of that done that, that walked into a soccer stadium in the UK and took the title from a champ, do you know who it was? No. Timothy Bradley, junior winner. Talk to some today. Thank he, you. It was kind of like uh, when Terrence Crawford got his first shot, uh, to get his first shot at, at a title. Um, Terrence Crawford went over to, um, I want to say, Columbia and fought British Prescott, took the fight on a week's notice, off referral from Timothy Bradley to Bob Arrow. This guy's hungry and ready, and he knocked him out. And that's what got him to where he's at now. Timothy Bradley was training at the YMCA when he got that call to go fight Junior Winner in England for the title and, and won. So... If Errol Spence can do that to me, Crawford is the only man who can beat him. Period. Yeah. Um, sorry for the silence the last uh, two minutes. He's but, amazed um, by my my my. No, I was not. I ignored you because you probably said nothing. You probably said nothing of value, which you usually do. If you guys had any questions about that can, that Canelo versus Amir Khan knockout, it's that, just uploaded. It's just uploaded in the KTFO. Be careful! Section. You could become an accessory to in a crime to by watching that punch. a snuff that film. That was that was yeah. Then it's bad, you know. It's one thing, you know, they're knocked out when the punch connects, but when your eyes are wide open and you're like, Is he breathing? Yeah, 
Like, what's going on with that? Is it, what's what happened? It's always mm. it's always a scary knocked out when you're face first. Mm. This when wasn't you, even you... face first, so he went limp, bro, and fell. He went limp and fell back, and just got. But that same right hand that connected would knock anybody out. So, Kel Brook, I think you should do the American first. Because you'll make enough money to retire. Yeah. To, to where after that, it don't matter especially who you fight, there, win or lose. Especially out of there. That's, that's, just like you said, that's a soccer stadium. That's, that's one of those things, I think, like a soccer match. Uh, there could be more fights in the stands than in the ring. It's possible. Um, so one last thing. We got a couple things to touch on here. Because this is your power hour of pure entertainment. Squared Circle 101. I didn't get enough plugs in today. but I Because we had a lot to talk about. Hit us up on Twitter. Dot com forward slash talking smack 101. I got some funny memes I'm working on for these chalos. They remind me of Millie Vanilli. Said with no Grammys. And then also, Instagram is coming soon. We're going to have some things on there. Facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101. Squared circle 101 at Gmail. Get your Android phones out. Get your iPhones out. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. We need 100 followers because I heart money. I want to become... One of the few things you see in boxing on iHeartRadio. There's only three boxing, three or four boxing podcasts on there. I want to be like, yeah, you know, I'm on the same channel as Slater. Oh, Mario. I call him Mario. Mario Lopez. Mess around, call him Slater every now and then. I want to be that. I want that level because I heart money. So we need you to tell a friend or family. Make sure you do it. Come check us out. Now, I just want to touch on these last fights here that got, that got announced. We got... Eris Landy Lara versus Yuri Foreman. Uh, Yuri Foreman, former champ. Uh, lost to Miguel Cotto. Yeah. This uh, this is a, a good name to put against Laura to keep him busy. Yeah, but that's not till next year, man. So Cotto versus it. Kirkland got announced. I'm actually excited about that. Cotto's back with Ann Wolf. Um, so I mean, uh, uh, Kirkland's back with Ann Wolf. I apologize for that. So that's going to be uh, his only two losses are without Ann Wolf. We've talked about that multiple times so, before. So this is my advice for James Kirkland because I've came to this conclusion. You need to keep having sex with Ann Wolf because I think that's why your guys' relationship stops and goes. But when she's in your corner, kind of maybe the same thing that's going on with you and her. I need you to stop. You like that way? That's a good. One. You're a better fighter and you win. Now, with Ann Wolf being in this corner against Miguel Cotto, that changes the entire dynamic of the fight. Hey, chin down on number 22, my man. That's how we do it. Kirkland, this is going to be a very intriguing fight. We'll, we'll get more into that as we get closer to it. And then we got to say our final hurrahs to Bernard the Executioner Hopkins versus Joe Smith Jr. coming up. That's this weekend. It's Liam Smith's brother, right? <laughs> no. He's not one of the Smiths. He's not one of the Smiths? He's, uh, this is literally your average Joe. Name <laughs> Joe Smith. This is the name that you would have used to make up on who did it back in the 30s. Construction worker by day, fighter by night. Knocked out Andre Fanfara. Who knocked out Chavez Jr. Chavez Jr. Jr. I hate Chavez Jr. But <laughs> this is one of these things where we all are just hoping that it's Hopkins' last fight. And we're, and we're just hoping Hopkins gets the win because we don't want to see an old would. man hurt. If I'm, he, like, I'm even pretty if, sure he like, will. What, what was it, two years ago he fought Sergey Kovalev? If Kovalev could knock, knock him, him out, out, then I'm not really no worried about There's no way this guy him. can. Yeah, I'm not worried about this guy. In the man, event, so. uh, he he might have a heart attack before Joe Smith Jr. knocks him out, I assume. but The odds are that probably are higher than him. Uh, Joe Smith actually. Joe Smith him. Jr. was supposed to be a stay-busy fight with Andre Fufara. 
I didn't. Um, and we see how that worked out for him. Oh, also, I didn't even check the dates. Uh, we can get it to you later when it comes out. Roy Jones. Yes, Roy Jones. We talked Jones. about that last week. Roy Jones is having another fight. I don't remember if we did or not. You know, well, you know I don't know. The thing is, you know, that's, that's, that's amazing about that is it's still – it makes actually makes a lot of sense now because who else is going to fight Roy Jones right now if you go through the list of the light heavyweight division? They're like, hey, you want to take a fight this with Roy Jones? like, nah, man, come on. I would actually wouldn't mind seeing Roy Jones versus Anthony, uh, Bernard Hopkins. A third time? It's a charity event with big oversized gloves. Hey, if Roberto Duran and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard can do it. But they weren't in their 50s. They were still in their 30s. It felt like they were in their 50s watching that fight. Mm. Fight was past his time. The difference is, is that one of these guys are like, stop. Just stop. Both of them are stop. Well, Bernard no, Hopkins doesn't look as bad. Time is undefeated it, with one draw. With, with one draw to Floyd Mayweather. No, Bernard Hopkins. But uh, Bernard Hopkins, fifty-one. Very true. And Kovalev couldn't knock him out. He beat Pascal when he worked, and while he worked him, he did push-ups in between rounds without sitting down. This is this is one of these things where he either dies in the ring or walks away with an easy win. That's the only way I can see this. I, if Joseph if Joseph Junior catches this man, that's it for him. He'll probably just end his life right there. He's going to pay for everything, and that's all. Man, how you feel good? You feel good? Man, this is a great episode, man. We, uh, episode. I thought we, I thought we picked weekend. it. I, great fight weekend. I thought we picked it up a little bit today, man. I appreciate you. Hey, man, you guys got to tell your peoples about us, man. We, we're getting tell some tractions. Friends. We're getting some tractions literally around the world, and we, we want more. I want more. I want more. I want more here in the USA. I want y'all to know about us. Make sure you download the app, Squared Circle 101. And I feel good. He feels good. If you want to feel better, go to IAMRCF.com. I am RCF. This is CrossFit. This is fitness. This is wellness. They have locations here in Western Washington, Renton, Bellevue, and Tacoma. So if you're in town, if you're in this great state of Washington, it's green and beautiful everywhere. The people are nice and polite. Come check it out. Two weeks free workout. Just say Squared Circle 101. I heard it on the boxing podcast when they was talking about the Charlos. Check it out. Go there. Tell them you sent us at IAMRCF.com. And this is CrossFit. CrossFit, this is fitness. You want to feel better. You do it with the best in Western Washington. Three years in a row on King 5 News and Evening Magazine. Squared Circle 101. We are talking about the sweet science. This is your power hour of pure entertainment. Tell somebody about it because they'll know and they'll find out and they'll love it too. You got anything else you want to say? Nah, I'm done with you and y'all. And y'all. Peace out.